look, that I don't want to compromise my integrity as a journalist. I'm not some blogger. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not some blowhard telling it, quote, like it is, without checking to see how it is. You know, without, look, I'm, I'm not adrift in a murrowless world here, devoid of integrity. But I will say a child under the age of 10 lacks the emotional maturity to engage uh, in any sort of an on-camera show. From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. I mean, that's at minimum. From How It's Cove, that's Astoria. The 114th precinct, an NYPD cop made a daring rescue of an adorable kitten. The little guy was stuck inside the frame of a tow truck parked on 34th Street near 30th Avenue. A passerby called 911 to report the cat. Officer Sean Ryan arrived, crawled under the car, spent more than an hour trying to coax the little animal out. Well, the, the cat refused to obey the commands of the officer, who called for backup. Cops arrived on the scene to find Officer Ryan on the ground in an apparent struggle to apprehend the suspect. They drew their weapons, demanding the kitten immediately stop resisting. The kitten made an attempt to reach for Ryan's still holstered weapon, at which point the kitten was fatally shot by officers. If only that was the way it went. <laughs> oh, I heard the kitten was selling cigarettes, and then it got choked. <laughs> yeah, he's selling Lucy's down there. Yeah, the cat. Poor cat. Well, they, they put a little time into it, a little care, and they and they yank this little guy out. Yeah, a tow truck, of all things. You, you think a tow truck driver, they, they don't care about humanity. They don't care. They, they're, the, they're the least caring people there are. That's all they do is they, they oh, you parked fucked up? Guess what? But Your they day. Care about the cat. That's right. Well, this cop, like, he took care. Like, he spent over an hour trying to coax this this cat out of the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, he has nothing better to do. Like, this is what he wanted to do. He's like, let me. This is a good job, you know. Yeah, it's the community uh, outreach that they're doing now. People are gonna like like him now for the cat. Yeah, exactly. I think they are. Like, he's gonna be a more popular officer. He's heavy. He is. Yeah. Did you stop that rape? Oh, no, but I saved a cat. Like, what? Yeah. It was a kitten? It was a little kitten. <laughs> Sounds adorable. And I didn't get paid any extra. I got it all greasy. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it how they, sh- they showed a picture I read. Yeah. I saw it where he's all, like, greasy. I'm like, how were you getting this cat that you're that greasy? <laughs> like, he, it literally looks like someone's like, wait, before we take a picture, it just smeared some grease on mm-hmm. his face, like yeah. the PR. <laughs> we need some good PR right now. We keep messing with all these yeah. minorities. We're yeah. gonna get it going for the cats. I love how many animal stories that you, you got going. Right, we do have a couple. You know, I, I uh, the cat was adopted, by the way, right then and there by one of those passersby who gathered to watch this heroic rescue. So, you know, it's funny to me that they didn't double check this guy. Who knows who's taking that cat home? I mean, aren't those people supposed to be vetted? This is not official. Uh, that's not, that's not the, the official procedure. You, you, you find a cat, you just give it to somebody, and it has to go. Okay, yeah. I hear that. Like, what was this guy? Like, I'll take it. And yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, what do we do with this cat? Some stranger's like, it's mine, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's, this guy could be making cat stew at home or whatever. You have no idea. It's New York City. You know, there's a, there's, there, there's a whole, uh, you know where to get the best cat stew in New York City is no. uh, <laughs> Chinatown, undoubtedly. Oh they realize cool. there's such a thing with bounties. I had no idea either until uh, this thing uh, started coming up. This lady, uh, Track, uh, Dorota Track, is is hooked on rabbits. She's, She's a hoarder. Uh, Dorota but is just a rabbit hoarder. Only rabbits. Okay. Yeah. Only. Yeah. Exactly. Only rabbits. Uh, and and she doesn't. As far as I know, she doesn't have a, a house filled with with uh, trinkets or uh, her own feces. I, I no judge. Okay. <laughs> Plastic bags and newspapers they, everywhere. They haven't uncovered the uh, jars of urine yet. Uh, she's arrested on suspicion of animal cruelty. And uh, now they want. There's been new rabbits spotted. We've talked about her before. She's she's a, a fixture almost. This is in Gowanus. <laughs> <laughs> animal welfare, animal welfare advocates, which uh, and to me, I, I can't. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand somebody who goes into that advocacy for animal welfare. Okay, that that's all they want to advocate for the well-being of the animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they're concerned about. People love animals. More than they like people. I just don't. I know, right? You but you say that like it's not a bad thing. 
<laughs> I mean, I think it is a bad thing, but it's like it's a typical thing. Like there, there are a lot of those people. Like it's not like like an like a not normal thing like you hear about, and you're like, no, no, that would no one would ever care more about rabbits having syphilis than like uh, the live of a real human being. And they do. How do those rabbits get the syphilis? By the way, I was, unprotected I was sex. Is, I would assume. No, but like, where does it come from? Did like this lady leave like a like a syphilis infected condom like in the rabbit like cage or something? And they were jumping on it, and then they got the syphilis and gave it to each other. Let's hope it wasn't that, that she just was like, hey, let's, you know what? What do I do with my used up condom? I'll just (laughs) toss it to the rabbits. The the used (laughs) condom, she pokes a little hole in it, and they suck out the. I think the rabbits are getting so much ass that it just is, it's it's like an eventuality, you know? I mean, where did syphilis originally come from, you know? I I have no idea. So I guess it's like it comes from the original source. She may have had it. I I suspected she might have had sex with the rabbits. Uh, (laughs) She gave them her syphilis. Yeah, she passed it on to them. Uh, At least five have been spotted in a dirt lot behind a Third Avenue tire shop. Uh, Police seized dozens of sick and injured bunnies uh, from her in January. Dozens and and uh, all together now they've taken over two hundred rabbits from this woman. Were they working at the tire shop? I like how they say that. Like five of them were spotted out back, like <laughs> they're just hanging out. They were having a cigarette or something, like yeah. just chilling, <laughs> eating some carrots, trashing uh, Easter. Uh. <laughs> Who's out there counting the rabbits? <laughs> I love it. I like That's someone's one, like, two. yo, what are those five rabbits doing in the back? <laughs> like, what are, what are these rabbits doing that they're causing so much attention? You know. Well, these animal rights advocates, man, they are on the case. Are they like sitting outside this woman's house? Like, this is the, or is it like a tour, like a PETA tour? They have their own bus tour, like the TMZ tour. Like, these are places where you might find people abusing animals. Celebrities of animal cruelty. <laughs> you get off the bus and petition a little bit. Feel good about yourself. You're right. You get to make a stand and 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 do it for again. They they take a donation at the end. They walk it through the gift shop. Uh, they've seen uh, <laughs> newly built hutches as well in the lot. Uh, they worry that Trek plans to expand her new menagerie. Well, of course she does. That's what she does. She is all. She's all about creating more rabbits. I you love- take her rabbits, she makes more. She wants as many rabbits as she can. I love how this person's kind of like a detective. Like we spotted new, new things that were made houses for them. You know, like uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was putting it all together. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you intend to do. Uh, the whole thing is a farce if she's allowed to replace the population that was taken with a batch of new rabbits. Uh, the replace the population that was taken with a new batch. That's Natalie Reeves. She's founder of Big Apple Business. Uh, it, it, it would be akin to someone charged with child abuse being able to open a daycare center. I don't think that's a really good analogy. <laughs> oh, so either. I don't think it is. I don't think she did really well in her SATs. <laughs> but I love, I love how extreme the analogy is. Like this bunny hoarder is a child molester. <laughs> And it would be as if she's luring the children in with her bunnies and then molesting them. If you let Ted Bundy open up a, 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 like a, a, a singles bar, I don't know, uh, whatever Ted Bundy shouldn't have, a, a gay bar for the Dahmer. The, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer opening up a, like a, a restaurant or something. <laughs> Exactly, a gourmet, uh, you know, something, something for the kids. The whole thing is a farce, she says. Well, the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office did not respond immediately to a request for comment. Trek was arrested in March on animal cruelty uh, charges. Uh, some of these rabbits, they had syphilis, as we've as we've noted, injuries. They've uh, some of the parts of their body chewed on, and uh, the the rabbits are now under the care of the American Society of the Prevention of Cruelty of Animals. The uh, uh, the well-loved, uh, what, what is it now, the, uh, the a- a- ASPCA. Uh, you, you were looking at me like you knew what I was about to say. That, uh, <laughs> I don't know which organization that's pro the rabbits. <laughs> Throw them all in the briar patch, that's what I say. Oh, not that, anything but the briar patch, <laughs> not that. <laughs> Brer Jonathan Randall. <laughs> Jonathan Randall uh, is a comedian here in New York City. You can see him every Thursday at uh, Old Man Hustle uh, doing a show called Point of No Return. Hey, John. Hey, Pat. Thanks for uh, having me. Well, you know, getting rabbits isn't as easy as it used to be in New York City. That's what they say. <laughs> Apparently not. You can't have rabbits anymore. I didn't know this was like a problem. Yeah. It's become a whole thing. I'd say on Caucasian Island, that's the forgotten borough of Shaolin, one of New York's bravest was arrested for producing child pornography in his Tottenville home. FDNY veteran 51-year-old Scott Travolis 
police sources say, videotaped himself engaging in sex acts with children under the age of 10 and shared the films online. The fireman would swap files with fedo, uh, fellow pedophiles on a peer-to-peer network. He was uh, discovered by undercover cops. Travolis is charged with promoting a sex performance by a child, possessing a sexual performance by a child. And as a man who did not pass the bar, and, uh, you know, frankly, uh, I, I chose not to presume my, my law career, but uh, uh, legally it seems like he should have been charged with just, uh, I don't know the legal way of saying it, but charged with just engaging for the, just in the act of love with a child. Yeah, I don't understand. Why do they give a crap that he made pornography about it? Like, he's messing with, ten, he's having sex with 10-year-olds. Yeah. Let's, let's get him for that. Let's start with that. And then the fact that he's, oh, and he filmed it? But I guess once you do that, you're, you know, it's a reach out thing. Almost, look, and almost everyone would agree, uh, if you're not even 10 years old, you're not old enough. This is probably not, I'm probably understating it. You're not ready to begin a career in porn. Uh, definitely not yeah. so. And were they all like fireman orientated? Like, was it like role play that he was doing? Like, I'm saving this. See, I think that might be it. If you save the kid from a fire, you get to do this <laughs> once. No. Maybe. <laughs> once, man. Cop a feel when you're carrying him out. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, cut the guy some slack, you know? He's a lifesaver. I think of the lives that he saved. Think of the that's, lives he wrecked. Jeez. That's, that's it right there. You, go, you know, uh, you, you hear that old joke, you know, like, oh, you know, I save children, but do they call me the lifesaver? And I, uh, uh, do they call me Travolus? You know, the, uh, the, tr- the, 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 you know, the, the, the lifesaver, whatever the fuck he was. But uh, you fuck one kid. <laughs> <laughs> you get a real backdraft from that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, hey, he's not ready for a career in porn. And, and, and we shouldn't even have to go through the reasons. But, I, and I don't want to use too strong a word. You know, I don't want to wade into uh, editorializing here. You know, uh, I'm I'm not a pundit. I'm you know it's a, to look that I don't want to compromise my integrity as a journalist. I'm not some blogger. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not some blowhard telling it quote like it is without checking to see how it is. You know, without look I'm I'm not adrift in a murrowless world here, devoid of integrity. But I will say a child under the age of ten lacks the emotional maturity to engage uh, in any sort of an on camera sex act. I mean, that's at minimum. That's, oh, okay. a, that's a minimal, you know, <laughs> at least that. You got to, you know. Yeah, I'm uh, saying maybe no sex at all, but de- definitely not on, on the camera. But I guess this old guy probably needed the 10-year-old to, like, set up the video equipment and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> like, he didn't know how to work the iPad <laughs> to get it to start filming. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, the Wi-Fi's not working. It's not connected. And the 10-year-old's like, oh, God. <laughs> I kind of make this work for you and get molested. <laughs> this isn't what I handed mine when I said I want to go to the fire station and ride the pole <laughs> can, can i just pet the dalmatian and get my little plastic hat and go yeah. home well for crying out loud dude uh it, look I, I also their bodies and and I, I, like i don't know what the details of what this guy you know uh it, it was going into but uh, they're, they, they're not physically developed enough to a point where they're attractive uh, to a mass audience you know what i mean to say the least without knowing the details like i said i what the holes are not going to be appropriately sized it's it's a train wreck. Um, it sounds horrible. Any medical doctor, any American medical doctor, I think, <laughs> would would support this. And uh, at least nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's never unanimous. You know? <laughs> no, because one of them probably is a child molester. Tenth <laughs> <laughs> doctor. It's a, he's like he's all for go, like chewing that fucking gum with sugar in it. And and fucking kids, uh, they're probably the same dude. <laughs> well, uh, here's the thing: Do you think this uh, helps or hurts porn in, in general? You know, I mean, like it doesn't really promote a clean image for porn. Uh, you know, I, I have really to say, porn, it hurts though, right? Is it, it's, it's almost like 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 on a snuff film, or it's so like so fringe. horrible and bad and like disgusting. You know, like yeah, it's not like I don't know. I, I like I associate porn with more like joyful sex 
Yeah. Now, a 10-year-old, like, that's so appalling. Oh, less than 10. Not less even 10. 10. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's... <laughs> Once they get into double digits, they're just way too old. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what this guy's thinking. This fireman. I always think a fireman looks sort of like uh, Dennehy, you know what I mean? Brian, Brian Dennehy, Dennehy yeah. yes. <laughs> like a 51-year-old fireman, uh, you know. And, uh, and it's, that's who I'm sort of imagining here, you know, that I'm going to be talking to this guy, some old white guy, oh, you God. know. And going like, so what's the, uh, why, you know, and he's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's a stressful job, you know. <laughs> they always say it's just <laughs> stressful. Nothing relieves the pressure like Oof. banging it under ten. Oh. Look, once you slide down that pole, you drive to a fire. You know, after that, you just, just things change for you. I I dragged so many charred kids out of the fires; they already burned up. I thought I could have molested this kid. <laughs> if I'd have been molesting this kid, he wouldn't have been here in this fire. <laughs> he's too overdone to get molested. Yeah, so he's he's crisp. He's not molestable. But I love it then, point. like, you do something wrong, and then, like, you share it on the internet. And, like, he's kind of, like, in, like, some sort of, like, law enforcement, right? I, I mean, he's not a police officer, but... Public you know, servant, yeah. Yeah, when you think of people that like are like gonna help you or like protect you or save you. Well, people love firemen way more than they love cops. People, people are at best ambivalent towards cops. No, it's true. You're firemen, right. they're like the bravest. People never talk shit, and women always want to fuck firemen too. That's like a big fantasy. Like, what is this guy messing with these kids for? Yeah, how hard is it to get pussy if you're a fucking fireman? It should. I don't think it's that hard. It should be a snap. I don't want to snare, stereotype all these firemen, but yeah, it's or seems the dumb like... whores that fuck them. <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> fuck them. But yeah. apparently, we need some more of them to be more enticing or yeah. to dress more like nine-year-olds or something like something break. Out the minion pajamas. Or <laughs> Come on, ladies. Uh, would it would it would it kill you to uh, you know get to to sweeten it up? Maybe some stickers on your face or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they do these days. A little door explorer by the vagina. I don't know. Uh, in Brooklyn Supreme Court, a Cypress Hills man, and we're on to the next story, has been sentenced to 15 years for recording cell phone video while his boss set a sleeping man on fire. This is another case. Okay. You do something wrong, you upload a video. Or I don't know if he uploaded it, he, he shot it. Uh, and, now he's, and now he's going down, man. 15 years uh, for a video. Uh, sometimes in violent Brooklyn, you snooze, you lose. Have you ever, have you ever seen a man on fire? You've, I mean, like, not I guess in real life or in person. I definitely never set somebody on fire. Like that's what's crazy, and it's crazy. People are like, why are you videotaping your crimes? Have you never like seen a movie, a TV show, or like heard a news story ever? Like it just seems like the like. What are you thinking when that's happened? Like it's, this is something I want to capture to remember how evil and horrible I was forever. Yeah, I want to never forget this moment. Which I will regret for the rest of my yes, life. Yes, this despicable moment in my life where the worst of humanity is coming out. Like, uh, I got to record this. And, like, no, yeah, nothing good could happen. Like, uh, it was horrible. They wanted the guy to move or something. And he was, like, he was mentally disabled. Yeah, I would say, like, yeah, well, uh, it's... it's uh, I, 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 the only way it's fun, first of all, is if you're nice. Uh, the, the guy who shot the <laughs> film was 23-year-old Lorenzo Fonarin. Uh, this was in an East New York bodega, just to give you some of the details. Suleiman Ahmed was his boss. Uh, ISIS. Okay, wow. Uh, <laughs> that's the way it works, you know. Uh, no, of course not. Sometimes when you're at work at night, I guess here's what I figure. Maybe it got boring. Or maybe they were tired of the homeless guy sleeping out front. Uh, and they, I don't know what the logic is. I, I don't, don't think he was know. homeless. I guess they didn't want him there. But homeless? No, he's uh, oh, he is noted. Homeless? Yeah, they say noted. Referred I guess to that as was it. They were sick of him, so they wanted to take matters into their own hands. And he also needed a new thesis project for his New York Film Academy uh, <laughs> <laughs> semester <laughs> to get a certificate. Uh, it wasn't like an Eric Garner trying to get a justice deal. I know that. You know, uh, the, the, maybe to, it was to a warning it, to, to all it. other homeless people. Like, don't be. This is what happens when you sleep on our stoop. Yeah. Hey, when next time you're at the library and you go on YouTube, <laughs> I want you to look this up. Google this deli. The, you know, this guy dropped the matches on the guy after setting him, uh, after pouring the lighter fluid on him. Uh, he set him on fire. Sometimes called uh, Satan's alarm clock. Uh, setting a man on fire uh, when he's asleep. The story uh, 
says that after being woken up and told by bystanders that he was on fire. Was- yeah, don't you get don't you wake up when you're on fire? I would think so. Like how great of a sleeper is this guy? That's that's a testament to how homeless he is actually. That like he could even sleep through being on fire. I am cool. <laughs> I know it's East New York. I'm fine. And why are these people waking him up instead of like putting him out? That's that would have been the thing to do. Pour wake some water. Up, wake up. I love what they said. And they wake him up and they go, you're on fire. They look, he's already stopped and dropped, right? <laughs> At like least roll him down the street a little bit. Right? Roll, man. He's all set. Uh, but he, it says that he was running around a flame for more than a minute. Can you imagine? A, mi- a minute's a long time to be on fire. It's it's not that long, you know, to be married or something. <laughs> but to be on fire, that's no, like, it was enough time for the neighborhood kids to take marshmallows and get all around. Yeah. <laughs> Homeless s'mores. <laughs> Why do they smell so bad? You know, I and I was talking about this earlier, but I think the most faulty biological programming humans have is their reaction to being on fire. Okay, just like. To just wait, I'm gonna run away. You know, you run, you kick, you scream. None of that shit does any good. Yeah, you can't it, run from being on fire. No, you can't run from being on fire. Everybody will tell you that. Uh, he was eventually put out by the guy who was shooting the video, Fonarin. And uh, it's, this is that's a, a wrap, everybody. Yeah, 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 nothing to see here. <laughs> and uh, go back to your trailers. Uh, we're in a no second dinner tonight. Thirty-eight. Oh, the lighting was messed up. We gotta do another take. <laughs> All right, get him some dry clothes. Thirty-eight-year-old Tasheen Hand was the star of the film. He was burned over thirty percent of his body. Had to be placed in a medically induced coma for two weeks. Probably the best two weeks of the last several years of his life. He was not present for the sentencing. His mother uh, said the judge should come down hard on Fonarin, though. Uh, she made a victim impact statement. She said her son now has alligator-like skin and is scared at, uh, stared at by people. Uh, alligators, they, 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 don't, they consider him normal. They don't give him a second look. He just I, got himself a job at the circus. I, <laughs> he went from homeless to employed. Now you've got a job. You've got a career. You've got a vocation. You've got a new identity. The alligator... A mentally ill man. And he's a YouTube sensation. He is mentally ill. Um, That's the thing. Well, he's mentally ill. But the people that set him on fire, they're the ones that are retarded. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Take a bite out of crime. The defendant's expected to be deported after his sentence, by the way. He's going to do 15 years, and then they're going to send him back to wherever he came from. Oh, that's the worst. He says he's sorry, and I hope he gets better. He said it through his Spanish-language interpreter. Yeah. Uh, It's. uh, It was his Dolingo app. (laughs) <laughs> the victim's severely mentally ill. That's You can tell by the fact he finds it so easy to sleep in front of a bodega in East New York. Uh, hard to imagine a more dangerous place to lay down and chill. A 52-year-old woman was lying face down in the middle of the street and was killed. I don't even think Vision Zero covers this. It's maybe uh, one of the points in the action plan. Don't lay down in the middle of the street. It's a mystery why she was there. <laughs> they happened pretty early, just before 5 a.m. In Brooklyn, Doria Campfield was mysteriously stretched out on Fulton Street near Rockaway Avenue in Ocean Hill. You know Ocean Hill? It's a mm. subsection of Bedlam, Crivescent. The two of them combined, they make up the largest African-American community in the United States. That's why we've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds scary. Uh, 66-year-old postal employee. Uh, his name's not listed, but he, he ran over the woman, not realizing she was there. And uh, he went to investigate. He saw he stayed. He was not charged. The photo from the Daily News, which I will show you on the New York City Crime Report Facebook page, shows a detective and an officer looking down at the woman's hair, which is still there. Uh, they've removed her body, but the hair remains. Really? Is it like a memorial, like this weave will stand in a testament to this woman who lied down on the street? Did they check to see if there are any drugs on the street, by the way? And they're like, they, oh, and we also happen to find a couple, you know, vials of cocaine. Mm-hmm. Some oxycodone. I was going to say crack rock, but then I was like, that would be racist. So I went with cocaine. <laughs> cocaine is less racist. Well corrected. Well done. The new non-racist New York City crime. <laughs> we'll be right back. Yeah. Uh, so, and then a commercial saying, you know. Wouldn't that be great if there was one? Oh. 
You know something? Bunnies! <laughs> they're hopping up everywhere in New York City. <laughs> and it's not even the holidays. Wow, why is it so hard to get a bunny around New York? <laughs> Dorota, is, you know, she's developing a new strain of bunny. That's what she's trying to develop, a super bunny. Uh, is it the super bunny? It's like blue. She wants it to be blue. She wants them to be colors or something. She's... Uh, Got ideas. In Queens, police have identified the gunman in an earlier shooting. Two men were killed in a Rockdale village. Uh, cops are looking for the suspected shooter. On the night of the killings, 24-year-old Rendell Cassimi first pulled his gun, but Shane Van Williams pulled the trigger quicker and blasted Cassimi in the chest. It's the fucking Wild West. It sounds like that. Like, what, are the, what is this, Rocky Raccoon in the modern age? <laughs> also killed by the bullet was his brother, Sean Van Williams. Like Two for the price of one? Accidental Cain and Abel. Uh, Shane's five foot ten, 190 pounds, 1-800-577-TIPS. Yeah, the guy, uh, he was trying to save his brother, and he shot him. So this is like a whole allegory or something about, uh, not, I don't even know what an allegory is, but it's uh, for gun uh, safety or some shit like okay. that. But then again, you know, fuck it. He shot the guy. The enemy died, so <laughs> at least it's it's a push. It's a push. <laughs> well, we'll call this one a tie. He saved his brother's life oh, God. while killing him. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Things happen. A nine-year-old uh, was had to see a penis in the, in the Bronx. PS93 student uh, oh. was uh, shown a penis by a flasher, a creep, who ran away. After showing his penis. That's why they keep him from living near schools, I think. Because they'll do things like that just on impulse. Or they'll plan it. It was 6.55 in the morning. You know, the guy might have been just on the way down the street to get his bagel. There's a kid there. He's like, fuck it. I got a dick, you know. This kid never seen a penis before. Okay, like, hey, didn't I see you in well, a film a from Staten story. Island? Who cares? Weren't the you in penis. <laughs> Fireman, Fireman's <laughs> Grandson, Volume 6? <laughs> right. Uh, he knows what he likes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I think that it's bad for for children to see a grown man's penis. You know, I mean, like a, a, a stranger anyway. You know, I mean, like you see your dad's uh, penis around every once in a while. Uh, you know, if you be your mom, you see her vagina. You know, okay. you see your dad's penis going into your mom's vagina. You know, so things. But like the strangers, you know, it's like it's a, it's not home cooking. You know what I mean? Right. You don't know where that thing's been. Is it gonna be scarred? You think? What's like? What's gonna happen to him? He's gonna grow up like loving like. Probably gonna grow up and fucking hoard bunnies. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna transmit syphilis to a bunch of bunnies. That kid is gonna lay down in the street and get run over. The Post reports that the man who attacked a tourist with a machete was sent to Bellevue for psychiatric evaluation after refusing to be fingerprinted. 43-year-old slasher Frederick Young was quiet in the precinct. He didn't say anything, and he was refusing to be printed. Uh, I, my theory about this guy attacking this Asian woman is that maybe he thinks... Maybe the Asian women won't talk to him, you know? Oh, he's like, upset about it? <laughs> yeah, that's like, there was a guy who had a blog for the last, you know, little while. Uh, his name's uh, uh, Shaw, Dwight Shaw, I believe his name was. And he, uh, he's Mr. Talented is what we call, is, is what he was known as. His blog, Mr. Talented. He said that none of the Asian women would talk to him. Okay. He, he's going to hit a million of them. He's going to literally hit them in the face, a million. That was where he set his, his goal. He uh, and, and 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 he thought that they would. Uh, he thought they were on coke. These are women, you know, who work in the fucking laundry, you know, and that that's the reason that they didn't want to talk to him is because they were just on drugs and wow. they were under these like uh, delusions, yeah. Because they're on drugs. That's what I'm gonna say next time a woman doesn't want to talk to me at a bar. <laughs> like clearly you're on drugs. You, you must be on drugs. What the fuck's wrong with you? And then and then hit him in the face because that's what that's what uh, he did. He had a, a hard object in a plastic bag and he would swing it and hit him in the face. That's how you win him over those yeah. Asian broads. <laughs> they love getting taken one to the face. That's right. Once you do that, God, why is it all with Asian? I guess if you have like a crazy Asian fetish, then like uh, you're off a little bit already. Is that the deal? I can, you know what? I've never had that fetish. I've never, no, nothing against Asian women. They're uh, perfectly good, but I've never, had it as, I've never had it as a fetish. I think the fetish must have come from, like, um, you know, people going, you know, first of all, there's like a, you always want something that's different if it's, you know, right. whatever. You want something, uh, I, I think Asian women have a mysterious kind of a quality to them. Okay. Uh, some like, do, well, aren't they like more like subservient and like quiet? Yes. And I think maybe that's kind of submissive. They're very submissive. Their maybe feet are tiny. <laughs> yeah. They, 
um, they are uh, they're 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 fast, you know, with taking your order. You know, they, <laughs> they're really good with the laundry now. Just getting the math. Horrible. They're great with math, <laughs> violin, you know, and they uh, keep no, your I, nails nice and clean. Oh yeah, you got a nice cuticle. <laughs> I love uh, I I love uh, Asian uh, culture, you know, and everything. But I just don't think that I could ever develop a full blown fetish. Okay. Yeah. For I that. yeah, I mean, for any, for really, for anybody, tall women, I think I kind of have been down with for a while. Okay. I liked a lot of tall women. Like so, I, I don't know. You're you're what are you six one? I'm six three. Six for Christ's sake! And uh, do you date uh, shorter or taller women? I mean, I. I'll take the woman. I guess depends on who's important. Let's not start with the, the vagina. Not the tallness, but I like tall women. Like I like a girl that's like five eleven or something. You know, like yeah, that's kind of like my jam right there. Just so it's not weird. But when it's too short, it's like come on. You know, like some girls will come up and talk to him. Like I'm not even looking down at you. You're too small. Like, You're out of here. It's gonna hurt my neck. Like <laughs> it's not even worth it. I'm I'm breathing the air up here, babe. You know. That's right. So you so the Asian fetish is almost out of the question. Yeah, I mean, I was with the one Asian girl actually. Uh-huh. Not too long ago, and it was okay, but I, I was more like, I should try an Asian girl, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like having, having like, a, just a, you know, give it a shot. Yeah, try I had a guy in my man. neighborhood, your bodega here. I said, you know, I, I guess he's from Yemen. He said, he asked me if I ever had any Chinese pussy. He straight up asked me that. I've been going to that bodega for about four years. He said, You ever have any Chinese pussy? I'm like, No. Because at the time I hadn't. <laughs> but then I, the first guy I went to tell after I got some was that guy at the bodega. Oddly enough, I did a, a very soon after really? it, it happened. Oh, no. And I thought that guy put some kind of uh, Yemenese. Uh, yeah, exactly. Some kind of. <laughs> a Yemenese prayer <laughs> for bad dicks. I'm like, ah, Asian pussy. He sprinkled some, I don't know, cumin. Yeah, that Yemen is. people. <laughs> That's how their songs go. Oh, you know, okay. that's, that's that's the number one. You want to hear the number two song <laughs> in Yemen? It's uh, there's similarities. You know what I mean? It's just like with pop music. It's all the same shit. They keep grinding it out. But I'll tell you something. That that chick was all right. You know what I mean? She was okay. But I felt like you. You know, like it didn't turn. It didn't turn me. Right. You know, like, it wasn't like from now on. Yeah. Only Asian women. <laughs> I shall never look another white girl in the face again. And some of them swear by, like this, you know, like I said, this Yemenese guy, you ever have any Chinese pussy? He's, he's down with it. Well, apparently this Mr. Talented was down with it. Uh, but this woman, now she's Isn't Korean. She like Korean? Yeah. Well, she is, uh, she's not going to be down with any Americans anytime soon. No, not a great vacation in New York City. Mm-mm. She's uh, unhappy with her trip. Her, she was cut to the bone, by the way. And her and her, she's not really got a lot of use of a couple of her fingers. <laughs> There's nothing funny about that. Uh, you saw a Suk Young Im. She's recovering, uh, and uh, and she's terrified of of uh, Americans now. It's uh, she. You know, I guess somebody walks up, uh, you know, uh, and and just uh, hacks at your arm with a machete, you know. And 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 if you find out what, oh wait, machetes are they're legal. Like, why was he carrying around that? He, it's not illegal to have. <laughs> That's, oh, you should just go back to Korea. Uh, and, uh, and and I'm sure that she's made her plans. Uh, I'm sure she wants to go back. And I heard in the hospital room on TV, they're only playing the machete movies over and over again. Machete. <laughs> it's machete. Oh, sorry. That's right. We didn't, we didn't cross the border. The border crossed us. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good looking man right there, isn't it? That guy who plays Machete. Danny Trejo. Oh, yeah. Danny Trejo is if If you could look like any dude, that would be the guy, right? <laughs> That's the guy you want to look like when you're yes. fucking chopping off Koreans. Yeah. Everybody terrified? Um, All right. Uh, in uh, Manhattan Supreme Court, you know, 50 cents on trial for uh, yeah, being sued by Lestonia Leviston. I can't get enough of talking about it. He had sex with, uh, well, he didn't have sex. He, there was a sex tape, and he, he uploaded it. Uh, it's Rick Ross's uh, baby mother. And he uh, wanted to humiliate Ross, so he has her on there, and he's making fun of her. He's calling her all kind of vile names. He does, like, one of those, like, uh, like the DVD commentary, the director's commentary, you know? And he says, okay. hey, look at this, Rick Ross. That's the mother of your kid, and she's got a like, fat pussy, and what, you know, whatever he says, insulting. It says that he, 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 he described her, her uh, genitals, and I assumed, like, her pussy hole. 
and uh, pussy lips, asshole, you know, all that stuff. And he, okay. probably, he made a lot of disparaging <laughs> comments, less than flattering terms. I was like, uh, what do you think of some of the things he might have said about it? Like, hey, look at her, look at her fucking uh, pussy. It's ugly and stuff, right? Like, uh, <laughs> she got a fucking stupid pussy. A pussy looks like Eminem's original haircut. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Was that like, pussy ain't partying like it's anybody's birthday right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the getting fucked woman being made fun of. He not only that, but he put a uh, he put his own face uh, in, in, a, in in a character he calls uh, uh, a car. It, it's something that he came up with. What the fuck is it called? Pimp and curly. Pimp and curly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Check out Pimp and Curly on Adult Swim. Pimp and Curly. Where's my money? <laughs> Pimp and Curly. Yeah. He, uh, I'm starting to see why he got shot nine times, though. Why yeah, is he but, such an instigator, 50 Cent? Because didn't he do something with like a boxer, too, where he's like, making fun of a boxer that he couldn't read and I think stuff. He's, uh, oh, I think I should about Floyd Mayweather. I think so, yeah. Uh, and the, uh, I, I, it might be a basketball player that did that or something. I don't know. No, it's 50 Cent. <laughs> it he was 50 Cent. Made, he loves messing with people, like yeah. embarrassing them for some reason. He's, you know why? Because he's, because he's a small man. He's just a small man. That's like, the only thing I can think okay. of. Okay. It has to be that. What else could it be? Because you think it's because he's like, because his self-esteem is all in order? Like he's the worst sense of humor. He's like, this will be hilarious. <laughs> this will really get fucking Rick Ross's goat. <laughs> like they're buddies and they, they're having a prank war and then he just doesn't know like where the line is for the prank. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know. That's like, too much, man. That's too much. <laughs> that's what happened. You know, Rick Ross put like Kool-Aid in 50 Cent's pool and 50 Cent's like, oh, I'm going to show you, motherfucker. Oh, what do your daughter see? <laughs> How much money uh, should anybody be awarded for something like that? You know what I mean? Like, uh, is it uh, you know that that uh, I mean, she's she's been seen fondling her own privates and bent over and humiliated? You know what I mean? Like, what's the how do you put a dollar amount on that? I don't know. I don't know. There must be some way. I don't know. They'll figure out in court. So Richard Matt is dead. David Sweat still on the loose. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, that was a that was a big turn of events. Matt, uh, who I had started thought of as the uh, the stronger one. You know, I sort of thought he seemed like the backbone of that operation. But he was. Now that we reported it wrong initially, he was the one picking up the sloppy seconds. Uh, when uh, David Sweat got transferred out of that Taylor's room. We're talking about Tilly Mitchell, prison horror Tilly Mitchell. They had to crawl through a sewer pipe to get out of there named Tilly Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how they call the story like, what was it, like Shaw Skank yes. or something instead of Shaw Shank? <laughs> like Shaw Skank. Like, who's the guy that, you know the guy who came up with that just thinks he's so clever. Okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. really pisses me off. <laughs> he is. He is. That's a good one. I stand by it. Like I love I love Shaw Skank. <laughs> I like uh, the husband was like, she didn't have sex with anybody. And yeah. Like, oh, she had sex with anybody. <laughs> That guy's credulous as fuck, isn't oh, he? I, is, uh, I, I'm starting to see how this uh, this the security detail might have been a little porous. <laughs> <laughs> that guy can't find his toothbrush. You know what I mean? That guy is uh, poor Lyle Mitchell. You know, I mean, like Matt. When Matt Lauer is looking at you, going, "Ooh, yeah, man." Um, <laughs> Your fucking wife, fuck these dudes, you know? Like, you want to hold up the headlines and say, like, uh, this chick fucked these guys. That's what it says on the cover of the fucking post. She fucked them. He's like, I don't think so. Her pussy set them free. Hey. (laughs) You know, like, they, they would still be locked up right now. If it wasn't for her. That's, isn't that crazy? I like, didn't they, like, smuggle it in, like, frozen beef and, like, cake products or something they they weapons that's how they got them in the place yeah they had to get blades in through frozen beef yeah. isn't that how like the bugle boys on like the cartoon ducktales used to get like out of jail <laughs> i love how like she stole her inspiration from like early 90s cartoons i love that that's your frame of reference it for is jailbreak. Right? <laughs> jailbreak it's all about in ducktales that's how the bugle boys would get out i i i almost don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i barely do and uh that all happened upstate at clinton correctional facility uh and that the uh, guard there lyle mitchell is now down a wife uh, he, you know, he's lost a wife, but he's gained 
you know, nothing really. Uh, a lot 50 of Cent's putting out the video of her in the closet, <laughs> oh in the sewing God. closet, getting fucked. Pimp and Curly would be an improvement. <laughs> be like, oh, damn, she's hotter now. I could fuck, I could actually fuck Pimp and First Curly. First of all, she's hideous. I'm sorry. Uh, well, the woman, she's. No like, need to apologize. She, I don't want to be mean, but. I guess I can be mean to her. She fucked, she fucked two convicts and got him out of jail. She right? busted out a couple of murderers. I say let it rip. Cop killer, right? She's hideous. Of course she probably <laughs> would fuck anyone. Oh, my God. She's probably like, these guys are probably like, oh, yeah, we're in jail, whatever. And she's probably like feeling like the bell of the ball, you know? Yeah. He's got the, the one prisoner that they talked to said that it was like when one of the jocks would come over and talk to the ugly girl. Okay. I swear to God, that's exactly what he said. His name is. Uh, he was in there for eight months. He saw the guy fuck her about... Uh, a hundred times, he said. He put I, the I like how we had, you know, a lot of convicts, they'll, like, put the etch in the wall. You know, like, how many days they're they're there. He's uh, doing it how many times they're fucking. Like, in uh, the, in the again! <laughs> you know, one, I've been two, in here for 100 fucks. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's, like, worse than solitary. <laughs> like, can you just put me in a hole someplace? I just can't listen to her get fucked by them again. <laughs> Tell me I'm better than the prom queen. I um, believe my wife didn't cheat on me. And, uh, why should we, why... You know, uh, come to think of it, uh, <laughs> she has been a little distant. <laughs> she kept she, telling me that she wished I was dead. The guy was going to get killed. That's what was going to happen. That they was were gonna part bust, of their plan to kill the guy. Kill the husband. That was. Part, I bet you that was probably like, okay, we can get out, but you got to kill my husband. You he think would, it was her idea? I bet it was. Why else? Would, why would they want to kill him? They don't give a shit don't about know. killing They're the guy. Just like then we'll take your car, your money, or something. I don't know. Or, well, they were gonna kill her too. Okay, you think you maybe know. that was just their way of being like, yeah, we'll, we'll if you help us, we'll kill him. Yeah, sure. They were like, yeah, we'll kill him for you. Like, I mean, you know, like they, I think that they were gonna. They, they, she thought they were going. That she might. It seemed like she thought she was going. Like she was running away with them. Yeah. Like, like she's leaving her husband, and she's probably like, well, Lyle, he's going to chase me to the ends of the earth. And they're like, oh, let me take care of Lyle. <laughs> He'll never let me go. You know, this is a bad marriage. You know, he's, he's the one. He stole her from another man, essentially. He had sex with her out on the railroad tracks behind the slipper factory, if I'm not mistaken. Behind the slipper factory. Well, the marriage of a couple met, who met on a reality show also ended up on the rocks. Married at first sight. Uh, is the is the show, and uh, it's now going to family court. Now here's A and E's description of the website uh, on the website. There, the description of the show: Married at First Sight is an extreme social experiment that follows six brave singles yearning for a lifelong partnership as they agree to a provocative proposal, getting legally married to a complete stranger the moment they first meet. That's not a provocative proposal. That's a stupid idea. Yeah, like, it's like, it's a social experiment. No, it's a bad attempt to get better ratings. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is like, go to Wife Swap and take a left. <laughs> it's true. It's a social experiment. I love it. Like, they're fucking at Harvard or something, you know? And they're yeah. like, what should we do today in sociology? Mm-hmm. And instead of just some idiot, like, with a dartboard with different ideas on a board, like, oh, yeah, they'll get married when they first meet each other. Well, according to this, four specialists. Sexologist Dr. Logan Levkoff, psychologist Dr. Joseph uh, uh, Colonna, sociologist Dr. Pepper Schwartz. No, is his name really Dr. Pepper Schwartz? That's a lady, Dr. Pepper. That's the worst part. Dr. Pepper's a lady. And spiritual (laughs) advisor Greg Epstein. Well, that's the spiritual advisor. It's like, like, bless this unholy fucking union. Yeah, right? Wow, way to lose all credibility with that. (laughs) (laughs) My advice is to breathe. They create uh, what they believe will be three perfect couples based on scientific matchmaking. This isn't bullshit. This is real deal science. Uh, (laughs) The couples uh, will not meet until they walk down the aisle. They don't even meet until they walk down the aisle. They see each other face to face for the first time at the altar. So you're agreeing to marry somebody you've never seen. It's it's very much an arranged marriage, but not according to family and values uh, necessarily. Uh, maybe they take that into account, but it's not. You're not doing it to please your dad. You're doing it. Can I get uh, a picture first, like a Snapchat at least, something. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, can you just give me? Let me how about a description? Or, uh, you know, <laughs> a police drawing. <laughs> Over the course of several weeks, episodes capture each couple's journey as they go from wedding to honeymoon to early nesting to the daily struggle of working on their marriage. After several weeks together, each couple must make a decision. Do they remain together? 
or decide to divorce. This is a great way to get your first marriage out of the way. <laughs> do you get paid a lot to do this? Uh, you know what? I bet you it's just nothing. I bet it's peanuts. Like, I don't do you know. win? Like if you're like if, like the three couples, so if one of them is like, our marriage is going to last, and then like you win $100,000. Uh, it's not mentioned. I don't <laughs> I think that's something it's like. Uh, lifelong happiness with the person of your dreams is, not, is just going to have to be enough. That's not the person of your dreams that you didn't even know about? Yeah, now you're you know, suddenly, I, woof. The bride uh, of the in this particular marriage, this is thirty old thirty year old receptionist Jessica Castro of Queens, has filed court papers saying her husband threatened to kill her. According to that petition, twenty nine year old Ryan Danino had this to say: "This is a is a threat to her. I will break you into fucking pieces. I will break your dad into pieces. I will make your whole family disappear, and your fucking dog ass sister's boyfriend." <laughs> Your that whole fucking dog ass sister's boyfriend just won't mind his own business, and I'm so sick of it. Who does he think he is? All right, yeah. always putting his nose where it doesn't belong. He's not even part of the family. Your sister doesn't even like him. All right, I he felt he always uh, smirked at our union. <laughs> <laughs> I feel he doesn't respect me. <laughs> he doesn't give us respect. No, nope, he's so disrespectful. Doesn't respect us, Jess. Okay. There's a great uh, clip of these uh, people talking, and uh, here it is. Six weeks is not enough. Yes, we had some really, really tough times where I was just like, I'm done. I don't want to talk about it. It's done. It's already done. I don't want to be with someone who's going to treat me this way. I don't want to be someone who's going to talk to me this way. Jess, I don't owe you anything. Well, you need to I talk to I, me. I don't owe you anything. I don't you know. should know. You should know. It's using your head. Because you can see, they're geniuses. Honestly, I'm grateful for them because I think had everything just been so kind of perfect, I wouldn't have known what to expect. I know how he can get, but I know that he's aware of it now. At our times where it was like, this is the Ryan that I want to see. There was a time where he was actually cooking dinner. And he uh, had yeah, they're so desperate that they're going to a weird TV show. Flowers, and I thought that was the last thing I was expecting. To meet people. So not only are they desperate for love, but they're desperate for like some sort of attention or something like that. So like they can't be very happy people exactly and and then and then by the end you know as, as you continue uh, with you know this stupid clip they decide to stay together amazing qualities in a man well, they met in december family. i adore his mother and i really want to know more about him i want to know what he's like without all of the pressure i want to know ryan and i don't think that i got to know that in six just like me from the beginning and i think that for jess it was you know, she always wanted to make it work. Our wedding, I think everything went even better than expected. Just likes me and for, for who I am, and she wanted to see where it can go. I think Ryan stayed married to me because he realized I'm in this for all the right reasons, and that marriage for me is really important. And he says six weeks wasn't enough to get to know me either. I mean, at least that's what I got. They decided <laughs> they were going to be. This is it. We're gonna we're gonna remain. They said six weeks isn't long enough to get to know somebody. Really, we're wow. gonna keep this going. And they try, and then on... Uh, Why, they want their own reality show spinoff? Is that what happened? I don't, you know, I think that's just like one of those things where, like, the first part of, of a relationship can be pretty sweet. Uh, th yeah, that's you, the best part. Already fighting and shit, you know, but, like, yeah, fuck it. You know, let's uh, let's let's see. We can fuck some more, you know? That's what it's all about, the fucking. The physical attraction is really all it takes. It preserves the union. Somebody? That preserves the union? It keeps you together. When it shouldn't, yeah, I think so. Because yeah, you know, you know saying I don't want anybody else fucking this girl. Right. That's what always. <laughs> I, I can replace her, but I don't want anybody else fucking. Her. <laughs> but in the meantime, that's gonna make me angry. He cheated on her uh, supposedly, because they they appeared on season two of the show. They were married in December, and they uh, broke up in mid February after she caught him cheating on her. On well, I mean, of course Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah, yeah that's the best time to get caught cheating. Because it's like, happy Valentine's Day, Jess. Look at this. Look at this. It's your sister. It's your dog-ass <laughs> sister. <laughs> the show's producers took... Uh, now, he also made a, a, like an on-mic kind of a fucking threat on... Uh, like, you know, like they had... Like, what, what's to his name? break her into pieces? What is she, the bad guy from the Terminator? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I will break your dad into pieces. Pieces. <laughs> like, who is this fucking guy? He's like, Hulk, I'm going to break you into pieces. <laughs> <It'll> break. <laughs> Failed wrestling. You listen to me, brother. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, this marriage is not the only thing that's going to end. Yeah. He said, you know how, uh, what's his name, the, the Jinx made that on, on mic kind of... Uh, admitting uh like that he did it you know i don't know if you heard that story well uh, this is what he did he had a live mic slip up on the reunion show yeah he was heard overheard singing to a live mic she's fucking dead <laughs> when i get back to brooklyn she's fucking dead this girl <laughs> i love this guy does seem stable i'm glad they had that team of people including a spiritual advisor to find the right people <laughs> of this guy like i'll break you into pieces in your dog shit fucking <laughs> um sisters in retrospect there might have been an oversight we took the research we thought we needed to do. He was the spiritual advisor's choice. <laughs> <laughs> we said let him have one. Uh, he's Look, who, who's to say he's wrong in all this? You know what I mean? Like, uh, she may have be unbearable. I, I Oh, well, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. You're right. She could be a total bitch. Breeding rabbits nonstop. I will break your rabbits. <laughs> uh, she's, uh, she, she could be fucking inmates somewhere you know <laughs> she's certainly worried uh yeah well court referee there's not even a judge court referee family court okay yeah what is that? that sounds like the worst court court referee what are they playing basketball <laughs> like you have a whistle instead of a gavel it's a no gavel zone uh julie stanton ordered him to stay away from his wife until they have a hearing on july 13th stay or tuned. season three <laughs> Uh, the divorce. He says he's disgusted. Danino is uh, with the alley. He wouldn't return a, uh, anything, any comment. But he, but he posted on Instagram. He said, "Fuck this. I'm disgusted." Something to that effect. John Randall. Uh, we can see you every single week uh, down on the Lower East Side at Old Man Hustle. What a cool bar. What Thanks, a cool man. show. I love that room. It's it's uh, you go inside. It's like you know how a hole in the wall normally has like a feel to it. That's like a like a dirty rundown kind of thing. Some people like that. I like that. But this place doesn't feel like that. And uh, and it's even better. It's 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 got a, it's dark, but it's still there's like it's got a touch of class or something. Okay. Uh, e- even though you know the lighting is nice. Yeah, they got it's, like chandeliers. Yeah, yeah. The, the, and the bartender's friendly and 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 you know she uh, she like, she always get your drinks pretty quick. Your sister used to work there. My sister used to work there Not, before she moved away. She moved away to San Francisco. I'll be darned. But well, yeah, it's a fun show every Thursday, 8 o'clock, 39 Essex Street at Old Man Hustle. Old Man no Hustle, uh, point no return. Always go to it. I, I go to it every chance I get. And, uh, and we and, love having you. Thanks for coming. Right, yeah. And, uh, and and on Twitter, at Jonathan Randall. At Jonathan Randall. Yeah, so check that out. Thanks for being here, John. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. And uh, you can follow me at Pat Dixon and NYC Crime Report. You can also uh, look at the Facebook page, New York City Crime Report with Pat Dixon. Always go to crimereport.nyc. New episodes there also... Just subscribe. It's a good thing to do. Subscribe to the podcast if you're just listening. If you heard me through uh, Anthony Cumia, uh, uh, on uh, saw me on Anthony Cumia's show. Uh, man, what, I love that network, and I'm so uh, thrilled to have uh, appeared on it. So you guys should check it out, anthonycumia.com. If you haven't, uh, then go. And, and whatever they're asking for, just do it because uh, it's, uh, it's happening. Appreciate that. Hope, uh, hope you are uh, – see, this is – it always happens like this. You know, I can't. It's fucking. Just, what, people are not listening, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a damn relief. Broadway Comedy Club uh, live event. You should be a guest, John. You want to? You want to? I would yeah. love to. It's all right. Broadway Comedy Club. Uh, Jonathan Randall just booked. Uh, and and oh yeah, it, it, leave a nice uh, review. That's the best. If you, you subscribe, look, I have so many orders for you people. Just do what I tell you. Thanks for doing it. But you want to uh, yeah, leave on iTunes or Stitcher uh, a review saying how much you like the show. Five stars. It's very helpful to the podcast. And not only that, uh, it's helpful to the podcast. Also, um, you can uh, you can help us by, by sharing it through iTunes, through Stitcher. We're just trying to grow, be better, provide you with a better show and a better entertainment, uh, entertainment experience. Less rambling. One that doesn't go on so long. One that knows when to shut up. <laughs> Jonathan Randall, thank you one more time. Thank you. For being here. And thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. Look, once you slide down that pole, you drive to a fire, you know? After that, you just, just, things change for you.
I, I dragged so many charred kids out of the fires. They already burned up. I thought I could have molested this kid. <laughs> if I'd have been molesting this kid, he wouldn't have been here in this fire. 